Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day, thanks for being here. Sasha Ginsberg, better than yesterday. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Um, this is a show that's here to do just that. We've been making it better every episode since 2013, three times a week. Mondays and Wednesdays with a guest, Fridays with you. I'm Sasha Ginsberg. I am a TV host. I'm a podcaster. I'm an author. I'm a in-demand keynote speaker. Um, <laughs> what else am I? Are they, oh, I'm a sandcastle builder doing drippy castles. That's our specialty, Wolf and I. And I'm glad you're here. Fire out, man. Wolfie blew my mind today. I taught him the knock-knock joke, the interrupting cow joke. Uh, For those of you who haven't heard it, knock-knock, interrupting cow. There you go. And I've been teaching him variations of it. And so, knock-knock. Who's there? Interrupting duck. Interrupting quack, quack. Then he starts writing his own. So the other day he hit me with knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cowboy. Interrupting, yee-haw! I was like, Jesus. He's four. He's writing his own jokes. And then we've, we've, we've evolved now. Now we've gone to impatient doctor. Knock, knock. Impatient doctor. I don't have time for this. I've got patients waiting. And today we were putting him to bed. No, no. Who's there, Wolfie? Impatient school teacher. Impatient. You kids sit down. I don't have enough time for this. I was like, holy shit. He used the word. <laughs> he used the word conducive the other day. We were talking about spiders. Because we've got Daddy Longlegs in the corners and he was freaking out a bit. When try- and we have Big St. Andrew's Cross in the front yard that's feasting on the aphids that are, are destroying our tomatoes. And he's worried about the spider and said, no, 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 mate, they're pet spiders. These are the ones that look after the aphids that ruin our tomatoes. And these are the ones that look after the mozzies that bite us in the bathroom. And so he started, you know, feeling a whole lot better about, about them. And we were talking about spiders and he says, oh, yeah, they're still your longest. Their legs aren't conducive to climbing trees. Really, Wolfie? They used the word conducive. Now I know like I'm sounding like a guy who's bragging about his kid. I'm just reporting back. Okay. I know it's not a straight line from here to life. I know that he might very well get to grade one and be like, I don't know how to do this. That may well happen. But gee, many crickets. It's like my phone. I put my phone down, went to bed and woke up and my alarm that woke me up was like, why is it red? It's because I had a software update in the middle of the night. I didn't know. I was like, what's going on? He just has software updates. But yeah, I'm, you know, I was talking with a mate about, um, kids and you know oh, a smart kid must have smart parents and i was saying i don't i really don't know that smart parents really has anything to do with it it's just parents who are able to allow the child's curiosity and learning ability to go on un not unchecked but le- teaching them how to learn and teaching them how to just embrace that their brain can learn stuff and build upon that i mean the case i would use is my cousin 
when she was 12, she could speak six languages. And she learned three more after that. I think there's something that changes in your brain in your early teens. So she can speak Czech and Russian, uh, German, English, French. So she speaks to me in her third language, speaks to her husband in her fourth language. She has Italian or something else after that. And she learned all that when she was a child. So you, you can't tell me that keeping <laughs> six languages in your brain is because you've got smart parents. So all kids can learn huge amounts of stuff. But it's just depending, I guess, you know, on how they learn. And thankfully, thankfully, my goodness, thankfully, the way of schooling is changing so much. Even just when Georgia was at school, she's now at uni. But just watching how much schooling had changed since I was in primary school gave me a lot of hope. And seeing how many education options there are now, there's kids in my life who are kind of struggling a bit and rather than the teachers going, yeah, nah, just get them out at grade 10, get them into TAFE, get them a trade, they're cooked. It's like, well, there's this other school over there. We can put them on the wait list because over there there's – so his learning style is far better supported there than it is here. And, you know, there's a bit of obviously place limited, but if they can get in there and then, boy, there's some outcomes. And like that's remarkable because um, I've been thinking a lot about my own schooling experience on Monday, right? So this is a long way of telling about Monday's episode. So Monday's episode is with Paul Middleditch and uh, Sonia Whiteman. Now, who are these two people? Well, Paul Middleditch has been on the show before. He is a very, very successful uh, commercial director. He made all the big Carlton Draft ads. It's a big ad. He made all them. He made uh, all the you know like skydiving ads. He made makes the uh, lamb ads, the Meat and Livestock Australia ads. In Australia, we have you know lamb on January 26th as a very big campaign that the lamb people run to get people to buy lamb chops. And it's always fantastic. Fantastic and hilarious. And Paul is fantastic and hilarious. He did all the Air New Zealand stuff. That's how he and I came to know each other. We did a, a client gig with Air New Zealand and, and we talked to him about it. And he's fantastic. He's, he's magnificent. But his wife has written a film, a screenplay called Uproar. And this film is opening in Australia this Friday, this Thursday. And it stars uh, Julian Dennison as the lead actor and Minnie Driver plays Julian Dennison's mum, and Reese Darby plays the teacher. And I went and saw this film with Audrey because Paul was very sweet and he said, oh, I've got this screening, just me and the couple of people that made the film come down. And so we, we, it was wonderful. We went and, you know, there's like 30 people there, mostly people that made the film, producers and such. It was pretty fancy to be in. Like it wasn't a premiere or anything. It was just like, we've got a screen, let's run it. And it was really cool. But by God, I cried twice. Audrey cried five times and we all laughed our asses off. It's such an extraordinary film. And what's wild is that it's essentially Paul's life story. There's, you know, some changes, but it's Paul's life story. And Julian Dennison plays Paul. Now, Julian is a fair bit taller and, and way not as white as Paul is. But, you know, he plays Paul and Paul plays him. And... All the footage inside the school, he goes to a rugby school in the film. I just kept whispering over to Audrey going, holy shit, this is the school I went to. The really kind of strange, almost Hogwartsian way that the teachers would sit at the front of assembly and, um, you know, stand up and, and address the kids and how 
it was imperative that we had to worship the first 15 and how rugby was this enormous, powerful thing. And no one gave a fuck about the stuff that the other kids were doing. It was full on. And the uniform in the film was nearly exactly the same as the one that I wore, the, the school grounds, the buildings, everything. And it really hit me that, you know, I, I went to a school, I think there was like a thousand kids in my school. There's 180 kids in my class. And there's another class pumped out, all boys, another class pumped out each and every year over the last 30 years. I'd, I'd imagine it's changed a lot, but it gave me such a strange view of the world, that school and my schooling. A, because there was no women in it. And B, because we were so constantly being told that the world is yours and all that, you know, not necessarily those words, but we were kind of being, I don't know, indoctrinated, it wouldn't be a too strong a word, into this kind of very odd culture of you are a person who lives in the community, but because you went here, you're a little bit better. And other people that went to schools like you are, they're okay. Everybody else, nah. And that was a real feeling that I left with. I'm not saying that was written down, but it was a feeling that I left with. It was written down in the charter of the school. And when I consider how many people went to schools like that, how many of those people are now in charge of companies or one of the 14 Australian prime ministers that all went to the same high school in Sydney, it makes sense that some of the ways that we treat each other and look at each other and see the world and, you know, view things that are different and, you know, some of the editorial policies that, you know, we see and some of the corporate policies that we hear about or some of the government policies we have, particularly around women, it makes sense they are how they are. Yeah. Like, well, as soon as the film ended, I was, I was like, I'm so sorry you went to school like that too. Fucking <laughs> hell. I'd, li I'd like to think things are very different now. I certainly hope they are. I certainly hope they are. Because... You only get one chance to educate your kids. You only get one chance to get those ideas in there the first time. And you really want to hope that the values behind those ideas are in alignment with not only your values, but like the, the values of society at large. Uh, those values have kind of empathy around them and that there's some compassion in there. Because the way that and I'm not going to spoil the film, but you should absolutely see it. It is, I'll, I'll talk in about it again on Monday before Paul and Sonia come on. Yeah, there's, there's scenes at a rugby game that just, boy, oh boy, it time traveled me. It time traveled me back to the grounds of Nudgee Senior in Brisbane in the early 90s in my school blazer on a very hot day, screaming out war cries that I had to learn. I was like, oh, man, I took a bus here. It's my Saturday. <laughs> I don't want this. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? It's really interesting that this very strange view of, this very strange way of educating people was looks very clearly like an extension of colonial cultural uh, impact. It looked like a very British thing to do because it was so exactly the freaking same. It was over in New Zealand, but it was nearly identical. Boy, what has that done to us? <laughs> if I've been struggling these last 30 years with what I absorbed in my time there, crikey, what about the rest of those guys? Far out.
and their poor wives and girlfriends and boyfriends and children by now. But look, it's a freaking great film and it touches on so many things, which it's set in 1981 in Dunedin in New Zealand. And it's um, essentially about uh, set around the, the Springbok tour, the South African rugby tour of 1981, which was met with a fierce amount of protest, not only in this country, but in New Zealand as well. And certainly made New Zealand have a very decent think about itself to answer a question that uh, uh, similar to a question we got answered a couple of weeks ago and we didn't answer that well as far as I'm concerned, but you'll love it. The other thing that I love about Monday's show is that they are married. They're a husband and wife. I can't go to Ikea to plan a table or eat like a piece of furniture my wife and I will buy without having a fight or an argument or a disagreement. And yet they've made a feature film together and they both, they, they, we spent half the time in my studio here talking about that. And it was beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. So while you may not be a feature film writer or director, I certainly am not. I tried, terrible at it. You're certainly in a relationship with someone, might even be your kids or you're in a relationship of some kind. And the idea of being in a working relationship as well as a romantic or an intimate relationship can often be very difficult to have both at the same time. But listening to these two, it just gave me such joy and hope. And it's so lovely. It's so bloody lovely. But I really want you to make plans to go see this film. It's called Uproar. It's extraordinary. It's incredibly uplifting, real emotional. There's some tough stuff in there, but it's hilarious as well. I haven't liked a film so much in quite a long time. And it's not just because I know the bloke that made it. It's because it's a freaking beautiful story to tell. And um, even though I'm not Julian Dennison, who is being Paul Middleditch in the film, I certainly felt, oh, there's parts of this that are my story too. And if that's the case, then there's certainly parts of that. There's certainly parts of it that are Audrey's story, certainly with the single mum stuff. Holy shit. She was crying. Some of those moments was really, they really show that kind of stuff when I won't give it away. One of the kids requires a bit more than the other just to get by. And it's a film that explores what happens when that goes on, which rarely gets talked about. It's hard. It's beautiful. It's so funny. Did I tell you it was funny? It's real funny. All right. I'll leave you be. I'll see you on Monday. We're going to have a chat with Paul Middleditch and uh, Sonia Whiteman. And um, they're delightful. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> the movie's called Uproar. I'll talk to you about it more on Monday. If you need me between now and then, uh, you can find me. Send us your email at gmail.com. We are doing live gigs in Melbourne, February 22nd. Tickets are on sale right now. Links are in the show notes. Send us your email at gmail.com if you need me. And there's a newsletter as well, which you can get on board through the link there. Thanks for being a part of it. Thanks, Andy, for editing this. I'll see you on Monday. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. 
So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.